just don't understand why you would want to put alcohol in your soup. <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> Hannah, why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? <laughs> <laughs> He's dressed in all black. He's like in a trench coat. And they play this dramatic music and the gate <laughs> opens and it's just his silhouette. And he's like... <laughs> This sounds like a meme. This sounds like a it joke. It sounds the whole thing does not know. Hi, friends. Editing Mickey here to give you a brief trigger warning for essay and misogyny from 25 minutes, 55 seconds to 44 minutes, 55 seconds. Okay, thanks. Enjoy the episode. episode nine welcome nine. friends you're listening to thanks welcome. we hate it i'm mickey atkins i'm hannah lehman and we're on episode nine i can't believe nine, it. nine 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 here we us. are welcome to the pod everybody thanks for coming back i'm excited because hannah has a topic for me that i know nothing about this week <laughs> is it that <laughs> how it is every week when i have a topic <laughs> A little bit, yeah. Actually, I love it. That's kind of the nice. fun. Yeah. These are things that I would never know about otherwise. Exactly. Um, Mickey, mm-hmm. where are you? Look at you. I know. I'm so excited. Tell the viewers, so, people watching on the tubes. By where the you time are at. this goes up, I will have announced this already, but as we're recording, I have not. Um, Aaron and I have a studio space now, and I'm so excited about it. It's not done. She still needs a little it's work. So I am obsessed with the orange chairs. I know they're so good. I love them. They're so cute. Thank you. Yeah. So this is my new studio space. This is where we will be recording all of our new content and stuff. And also where I'm going to be doing all my live streams from now on because uh, the Internet here slaps. And I'm so excited about it. <laughs> Guess what I had for lunch today? Ah, you had Taco Bell. I am a Taco Bell evangelist, Hannah. You have to tell um, me how you felt about it. Y'all, Mickey got me on Taco Bell it's in the first so place good. because I had never had it before until we went to Vegas. Which is crazy and then I went to me. <laughs> the one in Vegas with Mickey and Aaron mm-hmm. and the one where you they serve alcoholic Baja Blasts mm-hmm. and stuff. Delicious. And I was like, I mean, it's good, but it's also like, it tastes like a fast food taco. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah that's right now, cool. I've been getting it like once every couple weeks, just like for lunch, because I uh-huh. knew that this was going to be my favorite thing there. But sure enough, the mm-hmm. Locos tacos, the Doritos tacos, I. I am such a sucker for food that yeah. has like a creative twist like that. Yes. That's like, it's like so the little fun. like, like the Bloody Marys with the tiny little sliders <laughs> on top, like that kind of thing. Oh my god! Just really like, That's oh man, so I love stuff, novel stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yes. And I don't even like uh, Bloody Marys, but same. I would probably drink one for that. Yeah, that's fair. I am a Bloody Mary hater, but if it had a little slider on it, I might get it. I just don't understand why you would want to put alcohol in your soup. <laughs> that's my thing. Hannah, why would you say something so controversial yet so brave? I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
stop. That's so true. My mom like loves Bloody Marys and is like so dismayed that I don't like them. And they're just not fucking good. Like, I'm sorry. They're just not. I don't understand. It's like, I don't <laughs> I, necessarily, I'm not a huge fan of like vodka shots, like vodka either, fair. like the taste of vodka. I'll drink yeah. it in a tonic because I can't taste the vodka. But putting vodka in tomato juice. Yeah. Mm-mm. Who did that? Why? Who thought of that? Why? Who was like, you know what would be good in my tomato soup? Yeah. Some celery. Especially. Some cold celery and some vodka. Ew. You know, especially when people make them with Clamato, where it's like clam juice and tomato juice. <gasps> Just like, well, that's so much. <gasps> Tomato juice is already salty. Do we really need to put clams in it? Like, it's just, it's all off balance. And I just, I don't appreciate it. I'm going to tell people that now when they ask me why I'm a Bloody Mary hater. Because I, you're right. Why why are we putting alcohol in our soup? It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) It's It's not good. It makes no sense. If people put little sliders on it, I would definitely at least eat the sliders. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just don't think stuff like that's so cute. Okay, but tell me about your Taco Bell experience. How was it? So I had... Taco Bell. So I've always getting, so now every time I go there, I usually just get a couple of the Doritos tacos and just like the plain ones, like they don't need anything on them. Like I've tried them with sour cream and it didn't add anything to it. Like I like them just how they are. So I've been eating those and, um, I, today I tried the cinnamon twisty things one time. Mm -hmm. They're like cinnamon fries, like dry cinnamon fried chips. Yes. Those were very good. Mm-hmm. But then Mickey told me that I should try the Cinnabon. What are they called? The Cinnabon. I don't know what they are. I always just ask for the Cinnabon things. They're the just Cinnabon like... thingies. Yeah. The Cinnabon bites. Yeah. Oh, my God. You liked them? I loved them. They're but so I was kind of glad they only come in twos or like 12. Or 12. Because I, yes. bitch, I would have sat there and <laughs> ate all of them and been sick. Yes. Because they were so, They're so good. good. They're like soft and they're buttery and because they're so small they have a really good cinnamon sugar to dough ratio yes and the filling on the inside they were warm the filling was good i was like this could be bad like i wasn't (laughs) sure it was i mean i'm sure i'd eat them like it didn't like how could you yeah it's pretty hard to mess up a donut with sugar on it like you could pretty much stomach that no matter what but they Mm -hmm. were like really good like i was yes actively impressed oh they're so good i have a friend who hates them actually um this friend like refuses to eat them because they don't like the way that the filling is like on the inside um just like the texture oh. of it for some reason but personally i just, like they want to dip it yeah I in the filling so. um yeah but like literally there was a year where all my dad bought me for my birthday was like a big like 50 pack of those cinnabon things and i was just a happy little clam they're so so Wait. good did he buy them for you from the restaurant mm-hmm. or can you buy them somewhere else? So my so dad, he, he went to the restaurant and ordered 50 of them. Well, my dad just so happens to be friends with a guy who like franchises a Taco Bell or whatever and was like, hey, weird request. Can I just like buy a bunch of fucking Cinnabon things from you? And he was like, yeah, man, sure. So <laughs> that's what he gave me for my birthday. But that's so cute. Wow. So you've known about these for a while. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah. Okay. So you're just like gatekeeping them for me then until I discovered <laughs> well, them. You know what's funny is because Taco Bell used to have caramel apple empanadas and those, Hannah, 
<laughs> when I tell you those that were before my the, Taco Bell time. The single most traumatic thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life was Taco <laughs> Bell no longer carrying verde sauce and no longer carrying the caramel apple empanadas. They were so good. I used what's to a eat caramel them. apple empanada? It's exactly what it sounds exactly like. What it's it like a little like. like I think white people call them hand pies. They're like little. It's like a little moon shaped. Oh, but it was filled with the most delicious warm caramel sauce and like little apples, like little sliced up, like cubed up apples, like apple pie filling, basically, but with a bunch of caramel in them. McDonald's sells like those. No, 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 no. I'm I'm sure it's not the same thing. Not at all. It was life changingly good. Taco Bell caramel. I have to look up a picture. Please do. Because caramel apple empanada. Oh, yeah. Those look like they slap. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. You could make a copycat recipe. Well, that would probably require me to deep fry something, though, which is like I, not probably, my strong suit, which is know? a huge mess. Yeah, I wonder why they took them off. I don't know because I like I think I was ordering enough of them to single handedly keep them on the menu <laughs> personally. So, mm-hmm. Mickey, today we are going to talk about you guys. I want to talk about the idol. I think this would actually, I think this is a really great segue from last week's episode because we talked about euphoria Mm -hmm. um, in the later part of last week's episode and our thoughts and feelings on that show. And Sam Levinson, yes, he is the one of the producers. He was the director. I think he wrote the pilot for Euphoria or for the idol or both for the idol. Okay. But he is the creator of Euphoria. Okay. And. The Idol has been making quite a few waves for its kind of like controversy. Oh. It stars Lily Rose Depp, who mm-hmm. is Johnny Depp's daughter, yes. The Weeknd, and okay. a few others. Dan Levy makes an appearance. Oh, and love Dan Levy. Yeah, okay. Love him. Adorable. He's the best. Oh, and then, oh yeah, this other person, Blackpink. Isn't that a uh, K-pop know. Uh, band yeah i don't know i don't listen to k-pop so i don't know but she plays diane okay so okay so i have heard a lot about this and i honestly wasn't going to watch it because of like the controversial nature but Mm -hmm. i since i wanted to talk about it i was like okay i have to watch the pilot so i watched the pilot this morning Uh it's on hbo max and d'angelo wallace was talking about this too so of course you know i take everything that he says is gospel so i have i'm just kidding but i have to so (laughs) i watched it too to see if i agreed with his opinion on it and yeah it's bad it's not a great show and i only watched the first episode there's Uh three there's only three episodes out so it's not like i'm not behind okay but do you want me to just walk you through the first episode so you can just react without saying understand when you say that it's bad like bad as in like a poorly created piece of media or bad as in like the show premise is problematic or like both the show premise yeah the show premise is very problematic and we'll get into that the show itself is i can't say it's bad or good because i have opinions that some parts are really good and some parts are really bad okay my first i have to say lily rose depp Mm-hmm. slaps i was very pleasantly surprised Interesting. she must have been taking acting lessons from her daddy or something because she okay. i think this is her debut role i think this is the oh, first shit really thing i think yeah. i think this is just like one of the it's definitely like one of the first things mm-hmm. um she's only 24 but i think this is her debut like like lead. big thing yeah 
Yeah. She's a really good actress. I really liked her in the first episode. I thought she did a really good job. I thought she really committed to it. Like the opening scene itself was like beautiful. And I thought she did such a good job. Like, Mm -hmm. so the opening scene is her. She's a model and well, she's modeling, but she's a, a pop star. Okay. So she's How a old celebrity. is everybody supposed to be in this world? Adults. Thank okay, God. Okay, so it's not like you where they're all <laughs> high school kids. I think she's supposed to be a little younger than she is, but I think she's, but she's an adult. Like, okay. at least she Pretty is, close. they treat her like an early 20s okay. girl. Got it. Um, trying to make it as a pop star. Mm-hmm. And the premise, which is, okay, so the premise, have, after having a nervous breakdown that caused the cancellation of her last tour, we don't see this nervous breakdown. They okay. just refer to it as her quote unquote from the show, not me, psychotic break. But there's arguments about whether it was really a psychotic break or not or whatever. So she okay. has some sort of nervous breakdown. Okay. And an aspiring pop star uh, begins a complicated relationship with a self-help guru and the head of a contemporary cult. Sorry. The self-help guru is also a cult leader. So oh, no. it has 24% currently on Rotten Tomatoes. Oof. And 5.6% and 5.6 on IMBD, which is higher than I thought it was going to be. Let me walk you through. Yeah. Let me just walk you through so I can tell you all the controversial things so far. Okay. So you know who The weekend is, right? Yes, of course. Okay. He's not in the first half of the first episode. The first episode, like pretty much little half spoilers by the way for the first for the pilot of the (laughs) idol everybody (laughs) i assume that kind of went without saying but i'm gonna spoil it for mickey too but i don't think i don't know yeah okay you're fine with that right (laughs) you're consenting to me spoiling the pilot of the thank you okay so it starts out with um lily modeling and no her character not lily rose uh jocelyn they call her like joss okay and it's really bizarre because like the first like 15 minutes of the episode the whole thing is like surrounding everybody around jocelyn like it's not from her point of view it's like everybody the way everybody handles her Mm -hmm. as a celebrity it's her pr team and the people around her and so then we see her like the next day she's doing another photo shoot Mm -hmm. and she takes her top off and she like wants to be naked like half naked for the photo shoot she wants to show her breasts which again for me okay and i'm always like if a if a high high status actress in hollywood is willing to show adults obviously willing to show their breasts on camera i have a lot of respect for that because i feel like for them it's probably empowering one but it's often fake like it's often a body double in hollywood like in a lot of movies and stuff they use body doubles for especially high profile actresses and actors they use body doubles for stuff like that so not that there's anything wrong with that but i just thought that was interesting that she i just it just showed she really committed to this role she was willing she was like obviously willing to do whatever sure yeah um i can appreciate so that. there's this there's this intimacy coordinator you know what an intimacy coordinator yes, is i follow one on tiktok actually okay great right like their their jobs are great yeah. like they are very yeah. important mm-hmm. i would say I would in so. movies yeah. and tv like okay before i go on like what would you say your understanding of an intimacy coordinator like what is their purpose and their job and like what are they there to do? So from my understanding, basically the the whole shtick with being an intimacy coordinator is just making sure that all of the actors involved in like an intimate scene or a sex scene or whatever 
are feeling comfortable or having their requests met, that everybody's abiding by like the appropriate laws to because also there's like actual like laws in place about how you can't have like bits touching because otherwise then right. it's like a different type of media. Um, right. Like there's <laughs> regulations that need to be abided by, but also their job is to like be an advocate for the actors basically. Thank you. Right. Okay. So her intimacy coordinator comes in and oh, no. stops her team and tells them all first tells their it, the intimacy coordinator is the butt of the whole joke in this scene. And he's telling them like, hey, she cannot show her nipples. That's not in the current contract. If you want to do that, we have to go back sure. and it's going to take 48 hours, but we have to go back and like judge the contract that she has to sign for certain things like he was advocating for her and like literally just trying to make sure that everything was above board and that they he was an intimacy coordinator and he has made as they are all like making fun of him he's so annoying he's being ridiculously annoying like it was just like it was such a weird job to make to scrutinize in this show it was very weird so then one of her managers, like this big tough guy, one of her managers tricks him, like talks to him down the hallway and then wants, and then she puts him in, shoves him in a bathroom and then pays somebody walking by $5,000 to hold him in the bathroom because he doesn't want, because he's like, she's an adult and she wants to show her breasts. What's wrong with that? While everybody's so mad at him for doing his job and he's literally what? like, represented as a character like a cliche of himself like oh my god that's super it's so weird, weird. it's okay. it's right it's not that's not the problematic part about this show yeah it was just a very weird thing in the script mm-hmm. in my opinion it was just a very strange way to go about like yeah making it seem like intimacy coordinators were annoying when uh-huh. it's like well and like don't get me wrong i'm sure that like for some actors especially like um, at least the intimacy coordinator that I follow on TikTok has like made videos talking about how actors that have been in the industry for a long time do have some weird feelings towards intimacy coordinators sometimes because sure. it wasn't a position that always existed. And so like for somebody who's very experienced and like is an effective advocate for themselves, it can feel a little bit like, who are you? Like, why are you like as like essentially a kindergartner in this industry trying to talk to me right. who's like, you know, like a big kid on campus, like right. easy tyke, you know? Like, I know um, I've done this before. Yeah. So like, I can understand that. But like <clears throat> acting as though an intimacy coordinator whose whole job is to be an advocate is like just like embarrassing and like so cringy. Yeah. feels a little bit like the thing that... Um, Let's hold him hostage somewhere. Well, yeah. It feels like the thing that people do where they're like, oh... You can't say that anymore because it's not PC when actually what they just said uh-huh. was something like egregiously racist and offensive, you know? Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. that's a weird, like, did somebody on on the writing team have beef with an intimacy coordinator? Like, that's, what is that? Yeah. That's weird. And it's a newer thing. Like, what I find mm-hmm. interesting is that they often, actors didn't have those protections and that yeah. help. And I have heard, like, from actors that back in the day before, if their movie didn't have that... Mm-hmm. It was hard to film sex scenes because it was just the director and it was, well, you know, I'm sure there's like people help yeah, the whole yeah. cast crew coordinating the whole thing because the mm-hmm. whole, you know, a sex scene is the same as a fight scene where it's like every single piece of it is, yeah. there's nothing accidental. Every single piece is planned out. Yeah. But I think that's now, I think that's where the intimacy coordinator Coordinator. comes in like they're helping the actors make it look natural 
making sure everybody's comfortable like yeah yeah okay i don't want to gripe on it too much but sorry it was just weird it was a weird take odd so then we get back out she's doing her photo shoot Mm -hmm. and she's like i want to show my boobies and we're like okay go off okay even though see the other thing like yes lily rose like definitely committed to this role but there is something to be said about the fact that it does feel a little bit like not like i don't think boo baby boo (laughs) boob baity is the correct phrase but it definitely feels like they like want to set up the show like oh this is gonna be so oh this show's gonna be really sexy yeah and like really raunchy yeah it did feel a little bit like which i'm not faulting lily rose for that like she's doing her job but it just feels a little bit like you know oh a man wrote this didn't he which is gonna get worse um so then we find out so her whole team who includes dan levy we are getting introduced d'angelo wallace in his video was like we get introduced to like 10 characters in the first like 10 minutes it's very confusing because then a girl from vanity fair comes and she is going to profile jocelyn the pop star yeah and then um dan levy's there and they're just all part of the pr team and they are talking about how lily rose depp has a picture that got leaked of her on the internet and it's a selfie of her um she took it herself but it's her with i can't say this on youtube but uh she has something on her face after an intimate experience right and she took a picture of it like an empowered picture of it but then somebody leaked it so her whole pr team is freaking out they're losing it because she's supposed to be a pop star for like young adults kids you know teenagers and so they're like oh my god and she eventually finds out and she's like not worried about it at all like she's just like oh well it could be worse i guess like it's just very weird she's a chain smoker like she's smoking it up throughout the whole series i will say okay good part about the show is the cinematography is quite beautiful in very sam levinston fashion the angles and the shots are very nice and stuff so i'm not gonna like i can't really play by play the whole episode Yeah, yeah yeah but basically she ends up going so after all of this like that's just setting up her life she goes out at night with a couple of her friends uh her oh the other really important part is her assistant whose name is leah okay and the assistant is important to the story because she's super sweet but they're also best friends like it's her assistant helps her do everything and it's her best friend so leah and one of the dancers blackpink go and her go out to this like exclusive club at night and they're like drinking and everything Mm -hmm. and there's the weekend in the corner and he sees her across the room and it was a moment but he doesn't go and talk to her no he sees that she's there and he waits for her to drink for a while and then since it's his club he goes and he announces at the he's like hey thanks all for coming tonight and then he's like oh my god is that jocelyn like he just saw her okay jocelyn because she's a celebrity is jocelyn the beautiful jocelyn in my club blah 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 blah. like it's very weird he's like will you dance with me and he like asks her in front of everybody to dance with him don't like yeah she ended up dancing with him and then they go off and they're like going to hook up they're like, okay. I don't like the weekend. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 
I'm just not a huge fan of him anyway. Okay. He's just not my favorite. And his his acting. Oh no, was it bad? It's so bad. <laughs> no. He's the shittiest <laughs> actor and it's so sad because no. Lily Rose Depp is so good. Yeah. It's very hard to be a good actor and have to try to be main characters with somebody else who's not a good actor. So they go off into this hallway at the club and they're going to hook up. Like they're already like making out and stuff. My God. Like it's like a stairway like behind the club or whatever. So then her assistant, who is her best friend, who she's super nice to her assistant to her face. But then when her best friend's coming, she's looking for her. And then they're laughing at her behind her back. And he's like, wow, what a boner killer, basically. And she's just like, yeah. And they like sit down and then so they get interrupted. So they don't end up hooking up. But he like, but she hides from her assistant. It's so weird. It's so weird because they're trying to portray Lily Rose as a nice character. Mm -hmm. Like a Britney Spears type misunderstood pop star who is a nice, good person, but going through a lot basically like, but is like having the Hollywood thing thrown at her, but then she's like mean to her best friend behind her back. And Leah is like the sweetest character ever. And all she does is like spend her life being her assistant and help anyway. Okay. Wow. So next next part of the show oh again i i'm just like setting it up to explain why this is terrible okay so there's this scene where she's so then she's sitting on the couch they're watching a movie with her assistant because they're best friends and of course she is just acting completely best friendy again even though she just like laughed at her behind her Mm -hmm. it makes me oh it makes me so mad (laughs) i don't know why that part makes me so mad and anyway so she's like i um the guy's name is uh the weekend's character's name is tedros it's very hard to say. Like, I can't say it. Tedros. T-E-D-R-O-S. She doesn't know that he's oh, a cult leader or anything yet. Okay. So she's like, she goes over, she's like, I invited Tedros over and her best friend, we're going to have to censor this word and we might have to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. Like, obviously I'm not going to get graphic or anything, but uh, trigger warning for like discussions of essay. Because oh, no. this whole show is the fantasization of that. Oh, my yeah. God. So her friend looks at her and she's like, he's kind of R-wordy. Uh-huh. And she's like, I kind of like that about him. This was written by a man. And that's the moment we all knew this was written by a man. That's so gross. Isn't that disgusting? Like, Sam Levison, what the hell? And I have heard the second and third episode are worse. I've heard that those are worse. Okay. So, (laughs) collecting myself. I just was like, what? And she was just like, yeah, I kind of like that about him. So, her assistant Uh um, gets the door. So, his entry. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, I can't. Does people that have watched this already are probably laughing along with me here. People that okay. have it are so confused. Yeah. <laughs> the weekend makes his entrance. Uh-huh. He's wearing a... <laughs> <laughs> what? He's wearing a what? I need to know. He's wearing a trench coat. <laughs> He's like a long... <laughs> 
Det er ondt i He's dressed in all black. He's like in a trench coat. And they play this dramatic music. And the gate opens. And it's just his silhouette. And he's like. <laughs> walking sounds... down the driveway. <laughs> this so sounds fun. like a meme. This sounds like a it joke. It sounds the whole thing does not so I saw that part and like, what? oh, that was the other thing I was going to say is the music, the score throughout this whole episode is yeah. terrible. No, it's really? terrible. The music is like, does not match the vibe. It's too loud. And then it's just like overly dramatic. Like it's very overly dramatic <laughs> when it does not need to be. Okay. Great. It's so funny though. It gets no. funnier. Well, this part is not funny. So Leah, the assistant answers uh-huh. the door right after she said that about him a few minutes earlier. And he's like, and she's like, oh, I'm Leah. And he's like, oh, hello. And he just leans forward and kisses her on the cheek. Absolutely Without not. asking. Ew. Without any vi- checking the vibe. And this poor thing, she played it very well because she, like, backs up. Like, she does the thing where she, like, where people are clearly rightfully uncomfortable. And she goes, thank you for that. And then she walks away and she's like, Joss, like... He's here, like, what in Ew. the actual crumb bum hell is this? Who wrote this? Ew. Sam Levinson did. That's okay, weird. so <laughs> I can't keep it together. <laughs> that part's not funny. It's just the rest of this scene I'm thinking about because mm-hmm. the weekend is the cringiest. I want to watch it now. I, like he it's not even <laughs> it's just because you're laughing so hard that i because <laughs> i'm thinking about it so lily rose Depp okay. is i'm sorry jocelyn's getting ready she's putting on like this sexy outfit and okay. like garters and like you know thigh high socks and most. she's putting on heels okay. and earlier her um assistant was like do you need the heels and she was uh-huh. like i want to be taller than him <laughs> like okay okay so he comes so he's waiting for her to get ready she's putting on perfume and everything and the weekend's on her couch and he just picks up one of her cushions and goes and just smells it ew that's so weird and then he pours himself a drink like he lives there. Oh, my <laughs> just, God. Like, gets an ice glass and puts hard A in it and just oh. starts like He's like trying. It looks like a guy trying really hard to be a brooding bad boy, but he's failing miserably. No. To be fair, the point is that he's like he's an antagonist, right? Yeah. Like I think the point is that he's supposed to be. He has a rat tail, by the way. He's got like a yeah. It's big. I don't know if they tried to make him look so unattractive, but yeah, it they succeeded, and um. So he's just slimy and gross as it is, but she's like really taken with him and he's just being so over the top. Like he's like, let's take a shot. And he's like, eye contact. And he like makes her like, he looks her really intently in the eyes. He's like, while they're taking a shot. It's just very, very weird. Okay. The whole thing, like he's just being this 
I think that combined with the fact that he's just not a great actor. Yeah. Like, he obviously has never acted before, and Oof. he's trying really hard to make it seem like he knows what he's doing. Is just makes it a lot, makes the whole thing wow. funnier. So, okay. So the ending to this episode is, I will, another, like, actual trigger warning for this. Yeah. Uh, again, it's just a show. So, like, everybody was, like, nobody was harmed or anything. Yeah. But just a huge trigger warning for people because the last part could actually legit trigger people, I think. But uh, I won't explain it graphically. So if any of you guys go watch it, just know that it could be triggering to some people. But they go in the other room. They listen to her pop song, like her single that's trying to make it. She's trying to make a comeback or whatever. And uh, he like says that she's he says weird stuff about the way she sings Uh and how she needs to get better at singing in a certain way again i'm trying to be vague sorry people you might have to watch this part yourself if you want to see it yeah and then like he does something there's like some weird breath play stuff that wasn't like prior yes discussed yeah like a real that's right weird that it wasn't right he doesn't ask her permission they don't have any talk about it beforehand Mm -hmm. and then uh We'll just, yeah, we'll just say the last line of the episode is, now you can sing. That's what he tells her. Uh, It's all very strange. Here's the, I kind of had to explain the episode for me to explain the overall issue of this show. So first of all, like we said earlier, it was so clearly written like Mm -hmm. a man who thinks he knows what a woman with an R fantasy would. Yeah think like that's how he thinks and i want to be like okay i think we're going here like i mean kinks are fine and i just want people to feel like also normal like having an r-word kink is a real thing a lot of women have it actually and a lot of it's exceedingly common but obviously there's an extremely safe way to do it and go about it Mickey could probably, I'll let Mickey speak to this a little bit more because <laughs> they know more about this than I do. Fair. But I just kind of, I feel like it's a good like disclaimer before we continue yeah, the episode. Yeah. That we're not kink shaming anyone. No. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with having, uh, like some people call it uh, consensual non-consent. That yes. like basically it's an agreed upon arrangement where we have clear boundaries. There's clear safe words. We've had a discussion about what our limits are, what our likes and dislikes are, like all that kind of stuff. Like anybody who's engaging in like kink generally, I think I would encourage to like practice open communication and like not participating in any activities with someone who's not willing to have that conversation with you because if they're not willing to talk with you clearly and openly about what your boundaries and limits are they're not practicing kink they're just um being coercive at worst and just like you know a bad sexual partner kind of gross yeah so like there's nothing wrong with enjoying breath play or like consensual non-consent and like those types of fantasies and kinks and stuff but it's just that like it's very much the 50 shades of gray thing to me yes we're going to portray abuse but then call it a kink and like that's not what that is like much to the dismay of people who are involved in the kink community like why are we platforming this because like that's not what it is you know yes yeah. I think it's also a really important distinction or something very important about it too is that just because if specifically if a woman or femme presenting person has a specifically breathwork or R word fantasy mm-hmm. or yeah. kink 
does not mean that they actually want it to happen to them yes. at all whatsoever. That's not but I what think it is. that some people think that. I think some people think that like, oh, that's secretly what no, that is absolutely Ew. clear line in the sand. That is not the same thing. No. It's like you would never ever wish that upon anyone. No. They're completely separate things. Yes. Because well, and also too, like, doing it in a consensual manner 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 <laughs> can be fun. Yes. Well, that's Not what I was going to say. Creepy. Is that enjoying power play too is very yes. different um, than having like a some kind of like secret desire to be R worded. Like that's well, also that's not a thing. Yes. Like yes. if you if you want something to happen and you've agreed for it to happen, then it's not non consensual. Like if we right. made the choice and had a discussion about this play. being yes, which is very yeah, different. It's a game. I just yes. it does it feels like a very like cishet male take about a consensual non consent kink. And like just having a really poor understanding of what kink actually looks like, you know? I'd, yeah. And I just want to go back to that scene really quick about her friend and her assistant yes. warning her, basically saying like, like if I was sitting down with a friend or with you and and you mm-hmm. told that to me, like I got an, I got that vibe from him. I wouldn't be like, I kind of like that about him. I'd be no. like, oh, wait, Literally. why am I not seeing a red flag? Oh my God. That's mm-hmm. so scary. Yes. Tell me. Like, that is not a normal response no. to a friend that you trust saying something like that to you. And it yeah. is so utterly inaccurate that it's just, yeah. And like, like, like we talked about. Someone's misogyny just leaked all over this script. And they're like, this is good, right? You guys like this? And everyone's like, this is literally no. Think. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. So anyway, that just I just want like. I think that's just an important distinction that mm-hmm. that's why we have an issue with this show is not the kink itself or 50 shades of gray. It's not, yeah, it's no. not the BDSM community. It's no. not the kink itself. Like go off mm-hmm. consensual, happy people do yeah. whatever you want. As long as you're not hurting anyone. Yes. But portraying it in this way, as if a woman, he is portraying it as if she secretly wants it, but won't admit it. And that is a weird thing to illustrate in a TV show. And I have heard that it gets worse. And I think that's the whole premise of the show is that she likes, she falls in love with somebody extremely toxic, but doesn't care that he's toxic. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting. And he obviously, they're portraying him very slimy. Mm -hmm. Like they're obviously like, I mean, he is, but it's like, it's like, some of the reviews kind of alluded to this too, where it's like they were trying to do something. They were trying to make the satirical commentary Mm -hmm. about Hollywood and they missed the mark drastically. Yeah. And all they did was like misogynize and just like objectify women and make it seem like. It feels a little bit like, um, like somebody's only education about sex or intimacy or kink has come from watching porn where yes. women and, and femme folks are being brutalized. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. like very much the thing of like, I watched some of the most uh, like seedy corners of the internet. And I like, now I've decided that I'm going to platform this as like the normal way that people go about sex and kink and like first of all no but second of all can we talk about how harmful this is to people who are just learning about sex and kink and like don't understand 
the like norms and boundaries that should exist there like can we not Mm -hmm. do this where we're continuing to perpetuate the Mm -hmm. idea that first of all uh women and and femme people and people affected by misogyny are like objects to be consumed during sex um but also that like the right way the like sexy way to go about sex is to brutalize your partner like literally no like that's so fucking gross without having a conversation yes ugh I don't like that. See, and I think that's what I think is so weird, too, is like, why would you want to do anything to Mm -hmm. a partner without knowing for sure they enjoyed it? Yes. If you are not active, if they are not enjoying something or you think they might not be enjoying something and you haven't talked about it and you don't know. Yes. Why is it a turn on for you? Yes. That's creepy. That's a problem. That's creepy. We need to look Acting and role playing and pretending not to enjoy something and everything because you've talked about it before and you have a safe word and stuff. Totally fine. If it's not like that, why is that? Why do you think that's sexy? That's yes. weird that you think that's sexy. Why do you get off that's on really trying creepy. to force your partner to participate in behaviors that they haven't previously agreed to? Like that's a yeah. thing that we need to work out in our own selves before we even think about involving another person in our sexual activities. Because like that's abusive. Like that's not that's okay. Something. Yeah. Yeah. That's something you need to work out in therapy and not. <sighs> Yeah. Bring other people into. That's into rough. Have that figured God, out. it sounds like the show is like bad in the problematic way, but also just like really poorly made. The first like few see, honestly, I wish that the weekend part wasn't in it because <laughs> honestly, if it was about her yeah. trying to make a comeback as a pop star, like I'd almost enjoy watching it. Because the first part before he was involved in it, like, it was kind of like, I was intrigued. Like, I thought they set it up well. Like I said, the camera work was great. The um, Dan Levy, of course, is always a treat. Lily Rose Depp doing a great job. And it was kind of a fascinating thing about, like, her life. And like I said, it was interesting that, like, the first, like, 15 minutes, it's about all the people around her. Mm -hmm. It's not about her. Like, it was, like, how everybody handles this thing. And the perspective wasn't from her perspective until later in the episode and i think that would have been a cool interesting thing to explore yeah and it didn't have to i feel like this going off in this weird direction halfway through the episode yeah was like just missed the mark i think yeah that's a good point actually because i feel like you're right that like the perspective and like exploring the way that people kind of dehumanize public figures and stuff and like how how the show introduces her as like through the lens of other people like that's kind of interesting Uh commentary you know about how like especially in light of um what happened to britney spears um Mm -hmm. and her conservatorship and like all of that stuff like that is an interesting conversation to have about how like you know people in the public eye can have like kind of a dehumanizing experience like we really didn't need to include this weird cult leader storyline at all like we could have just had a cool yeah. tv show <laughs> about, I, about I lily rose depp's character and that's it and it could still could have explored her sexuality it yeah. still could have explored her yeah. like her sexuality as a celebrity as somebody well known as somebody in hollywood yeah like Call the Sam Levinson up. Tell him he <laughs> fucked up and that he needs to redo it and that you we know how he should mark. redo it. Yes. Yeah. We'll give him a mulligan. Just start over. Just throw the whole show away and start over. <laughs> yeah. Just because. Uh, so according. So D'Angelo Wallace said that he's going to do a review of episode two and three. And um, I'm interested because 
in his take because it was according to him that he heard that it got a lot worse oh, that God. this is the pretty tame episode and that i think the objectification gets way worse Ew. throughout so now that you know what happens do you think you'll watch it now just out of curiosity i don't you have know to, i i just because the weekend is so funny i kind of want to watch the scenes so that you were telling me about are funny yes. and then just like skip the last part because i feel like that would like send me into orbit like actually having oh, to watch that's that fair. i don't know that, like that's i feel like fair. that would actually push my buttons and i'm also like confused and weirded out by like the desire to graphically represent such a weird non-consensual moment you know like just ooh, that's yucky i know to me. i know it's not real but there are real people no. who did sit in a writing room together and be like uh, yes this yes. is the show that and we want to make like, like this is it. why why do you this why is, is this the content that y'all are making Okay, not only that, but pilots don't just, like, go out to the world. Like, they have yes. test audiences. Yes. They have people watch them and say, like, hey, Hannah, let's that's tweak even it. Worse. That's not good. That's I didn't even bad. think about that. Somebody could have told them, like, hey, this is problematic. This mm -hmm. is not a good piece of media to be showing to yes. people, especially euphoria audiences mm -hmm. who are probably late teenagers yes, watching euphoria and now they're gonna go watch this and not woof that's rough Woof is right Ugh, that makes it so much worse it's just kind of gross yeah maybe you could find the maybe you could find the scenes on youtube of yeah. just the weekend being <laughs> weird because my god i thought this was so funny i was just watching it. i was like what is he doing there is no conceivable way somebody actually directed him <laughs> to act this out like i want that. to watch that so bad now because i'm curious if it's as cringy as you say it is or if it's just like a you thing like i need to know it's pretty cringy yeah <laughs> watch the scene where he like okay. comes to the, the intro to the house yeah okay, the smelling the pillow really really got me you guys i this is a 1000 percent a straight rip from the sesh podcast this is where i got this idea this is not my idea to put this in a podcast i just people will come for me for crappying and i definitely got this from them because they do it in their pod all the time and yes. i love those segments so i thought it'd be fun to just pull a random am i the asshole yeah, from reddit yeah, yeah. and we can decide let's do it am i the asshole for showing a spreadsheet of everything i pay for and showing their dad doesn't do shit okay <laughs> i'm getting mixed opinions here two kids 13 and 11 i'm not gonna lie we live a pretty frugal life all my extra money i all the extra money i make goes into their college accounts okay. or fun weekends dad has them once a month and is the fun parent. Oh, no. I put quotes around that, not her. Oh, this is a mom. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was going to be a dad, like a stepdad bashing oh, another. Yeah, no, I think this so is a his, mom his bashing dad. No, I think this is the mom bashing dad. Yeah. Dad has them once a month and is the fun parent. Oh, boy. Can't get his child payments in, but willing to do a surprise trip to Kennewood. It's frustrating, all right? I try not to say anything bad about him, but he has been pushing the narrative that without him and the money he gives me, we wouldn't have this home. It's so false. And now the kids are going, well, and now the kids are going, well, dad pays for this. My last straw is when the kids oh. told me that it's dad who pays for the home. So I pulled up my budget spreadsheet and it includes all oh, the stuff no. that he pays for. So child support. And he hasn't paid for the past two months. The kids were upset for being lied to and the oldest. 
and the oldest got in an argument with him mm. said she called to confirm we got in an argument and he is calling me a jerk <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry, I don't know why I thought that was funny. My friends are split on this, and I am wondering if I went too far. Before I read any comments, I want to see like what your initial reaction to that is. That's a hard one, actually. So on Am I the Asshole, if you're not familiar, there's like different rating or like like uh, decisions, like votes that people can have. Um, yeah. One of them is you're the asshole. Um, one of them is no assholes here. Um, meaning yeah. like nobody involved is an asshole. Neither side is. Yes. Another one is that everybody here sucks, meaning everybody <laughs> here is being an asshole. Um, yeah. or that the other person is the asshole. I feel strongly <laughs> that this is a like everybody here sucks situation. Sucks. <laughs> because I just like ideally as parents you shouldn't be involving your kids in whatever stuff is going on between you yeah right like i don't know how old the kids are he said 11 and 13 okay so like these kids are definitely old enough to to like gather context clues and like be aware like these kids will figure out eventually if one of their parents is being untruthful to them but like leveraging this budget spreadsheet to try to like prove a point is like in a way kind of character assassinating their dad and their dad mm -hmm. being like, well, I'm paying for everything is in a way like trying to like win favor with the kids to make it's the rude. mom look bad. And like yeah. basically what you guys are doing is using your kids as pawns to get back at your ex spouse, which is like childish and sad. Like your kids aren't mm -hmm. objects, they're people and you're damaging their relationship with one of their parents. Like why, why are you yes. doing that? That's, Ugh, yeah, that makes me sad. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think no matter what is going on, I don't think you should ever involve the children in no. your relationship shit. I think that's none of their business. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not their problem. Even if dad, I think dad sucks for like, that's a yeah. rude thing to do. Like you said, trying to win favor, like trying mm -hmm. to be the fun, trying to be the favorite parent. Yes. I would imagine dad's probably jealous that mom gets the kids all the time and mm -hmm. has them primarily. And so sure. when he has time with them, it probably is a little competition. If they're not yeah. on good terms, he probably does want like them to like have more fun with him or whatever. Yeah. But I think it's hard when parents do that. Obviously, I mean, neither of us are parents, but True. like it's really hard when parents act like their kids as long as you're if you're a good parent your kids probably love you yeah most likely you mm -hmm. know most kids naturally just want love and affection from their parents yes and the fact that they get to go see dad like you probably could do the bare minimum of just like watching tv with them all day and yeah. they probably would be happy to be there yeah so rude of him to like try <laughs> to do that but also like yeah like that was i think mom was the one using them more as pawns because yeah then she's like no come here look at this mm -hmm. look at how much he pays for and look at it. and like you said the lying part was a really good point because they would find out he was lying eventually without yes. her help and yeah. now she's the one now she just built up the resentment by mm -hmm. making it worse the human side of me understands why she's frustrated but yeah. like don't bring the kids well and i feel like also it. too there's a way to be like Listen, that's not true. Like, 
first of all, the particulars of your dad and I's finances are none of your guys' business. But second of all, like your dad and I both participate in taking care of you. And there's not like a one parent is doing more than the other one. So like, you know, your dad can say whatever he wants, but like. Listen, I'm just telling you from our therapist. You know what I'm saying? But I just like the budget, like pulling out the spreadsheet to me, like feels like just a different level. Like it, I feel like mom got like triggered, yeah, and like kind of took out her frustration and her ex on her kids, which is not cool. Yeah, I think so too. I think she should have had a conversation with the ex, saying like, uh, you know, she needs to work that out with them and stop telling stuff. Stop, like it, you know. It mm-hmm. makes me feel some kind of way when you tell them this and that about me and that I'm not mm-hmm. that making it seem like I do less for them. Yeah. I just wanted the top comment is not the asshole. They said the situation sucks, but your ex attacked. What? You're just defending yourself. So nope, not the <sighs> asshole. He is. I don't like that. Somebody below that said the data speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> Little data joke there. Oh my God. What? Not the asshole. Ex opened the door damn yeah i mean like on a personal level i get it but like i just feel bad fuck around and find out strikes again (laughs) yeah no i don't agree with that i just i feel like it would be different if this was like a disagreement between like two people you know like fine if this was like a disagreement between like two co-workers or like two siblings or whatever like fine you know like i will pull up the the data and like shame you right. in front of all of our co-workers or whatever but like really the people who are suffering are the kids you know like it's it's funny sure like right Except like you're putting now, them in the middle yeah like you have now placed the kids in the middle of this yeah like and they should never be in the middle dad of lied to his kids and like damaged the trust there and mom yeah. made the relationship between mom and dad adversarial and now the kids feel like stuck in the middle probably that sucks this is an interesting comment too if he was actually lying and the kids were believing his lies, then absolutely unequivocally, equivocally, not the asshole, period. You almost had to do this. He doesn't look bad in their eyes because you exposed him. He looks bad because he lied to begin with and because he created the situation that he lied about. Edit, it's just barely possible that he actually believed his own lies. If so, that's not really better. Wow. Yeah, I just I feel like That's... we're setting up this dichotomy though that like if you let another parent lie to your kids that they will inevitably come to dislike you and that's not true. You know? Yeah. Cuz also you can Everybody's defend yourself. Everybody's saying NTA. I don't like that. You can defend yourself without yeah. making it your kids problem, you know? Yes. Not the asshole. I hate to see kids pulled into divorce and support drama, but they're old enough to know the truth. Huh? they're still so that person it was the age because they're like almost teenagers not the asshole hard situation but honestly showing a spreadsheet of the spreadsheet of the expenses is a more considerate and thoughtful way of showing this to kids they are old enough to begin to understand and this is better than emotional emotional manipulation deceit guilt or deceits I just Not really feel like it looks we're... like dad is brainwashing the kids. I would love to know dad's take on this. I feel like we're setting up a false dichotomy here where their only choice was to say nothing or to bring out the spreadsheet. And I feel like that's not true. I know. <laughs> like she had another option. Literally. I would love, I wish dad would come like find this and come mm-hmm. forward and like give his side of the story. That would be really interesting because for all we know, she's been doing like other petty stuff to him like all mm-hmm. the time. 
and like not that that makes what he's doing right but like no. huh that's so interesting okay i do like the whole like we talk about it before looking at the comments and then read the comments to see what the comments say about it to Me see too. if we're like in the if we have a controversial opinion or not so <laughs> okay guys should we wrap it up yes let's wrap it up all right thanks for Thank coming you everyone all for being here mm-hmm. rate subscribe like the video yes leave us reviews if you like us please thanks yes if you like <laughs> us we'll be on up for episode 10 next week you guys ah, I, know. I can't believe it it's such a I'm huge so milestone me too yes. so okay right, guys cool. see you next time see you next week bye, bye. bye.